Brazil is a country of continental proportions. It's no surprise then that the eating habits and cuisine are very different from region to region, state to state. We can just be sure that Brazilian cuisine, in all its originality, is one of the best. Do you enjoy Brazilian food? So join us today to explore the wonders of Brazilian cuisine. I'm Camila Celarim, teacher at Cultura Inglesa. I am deeply in love with Brazilian culture and especially Brazilian food. Hi, I'm Pedro, English teacher at Cultura Inglesa as well, and I can say that I am a cake enthusiast. I have just baked the cake, by the way. And this is Cultura Inglesa Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Cultura Inglesa Podcast. Brazil comes in all shapes and forms. It's absolutely diverse. Different regions grow different ingredients, different occupations, brought different traditions, and everybody who tastes Brazilian food falls in love with it. So, to share our love of Brazilian cuisine, we have teacher Pedro, a food enthusiast just like me. Welcome to the Cultura Inglesa podcast, Pedro. Thank you for inviting me. Great. Pedro, I know you share my love of food. I know Pedro for many years. We used to work together on the same branch and our favorite activity was going out Go to out. eat. <laughs> so, Pedro, um, what about Brazilian food? Do you have a favorite regional food food from a specific part of the country that attracts you the most? Um, I didn't used to have a favorite Brazilian food, which is kind of difficult to, 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 to know what Brazilian food is. But after I traveled to Ceará, for example, I fell in love with couscous. And this has been my favorite food. And I have been eating couscous a lot since my, my trip there. And uh, it, it's very it's a very common food there. They eat like for everything, but they have for breakfast a lot, which is quite different. Uh, that's what I was thinking about, because couscous is something that uh, is traditional in many parts of Brazil, but it's different in each of these regions, right? So yes. what's what's the biggest difference between the couscous we eat here in São Paulo and the one that people eat in Ceará? Um, I believe the main difference is that here we people make like a big uh, mixture of uh, corn flakes, and uh, it's something that is like hard, almost like a pudding sort of mm -hmm. thing. With uh, fish and, and eggs, uh, they, they put corn, they put peas in it, uh, which is something that I, I don't like. I don't eat fish, I don't eat this kinds of things. So I, I, I don't like what people say as couscous paulista. 
Mm-hmm. But I I fell in love with uh, couscous from the northeast because it's just a simple uh, cooked cornflakes that we can have for breakfast. Uh, we can have uh, just it with butter, for example. It's very delicious. But you can also accompany other things. You can like eat with bread. You can have it for lunch uh, with rice and beans. You can have some meat together with that. Uh, and people, there has been a, a boom in uh, people eating couscous nowadays. And uh, people are opening restaurants dedicated to this food from the Northeast, not Couscous Paulista. <laughs> yeah, people people sound very prejudiced when they talk about Couscous Paulista, but since I am Paulista, I kind of like it. I don't know if it, it, it yeah, people people complain about the sardines and stuff, but I, I, I kind of like it with sardines and all, you know, but, but I noticed that it's been a movement towards the the couscous from the north northeast here in Sao Paulo as well, right? Now, now couscous, I, I think couscous is the new um, bolacha versus biscoito. You know, it's it's like mm-hmm. uh, is is couscous what we eat in Sao Paulo or is couscous what we eat in northeast, right? Yeah, there has been a discussion about it because yes, mm-hmm. people have been saying bad things about couscous paulista, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't eat it just because I don't like what is in it. Mm-hmm. But if I have to cook it, I, I, I have no problems with that. My whole family eats it and I, I, I have no prejudice against it. I just prefer the other. Great. Amazing. And uh, you mentioned cooking, right? So do you usually cook at home? Do you have a favorite uh, regional cuisine to try at home? Um, Yes, I I like cooking a lot. And uh, when I'm not teaching, I am eating. And normally I cook my food. So uh, I I, I cook a lot and I, I... Sometimes I have to make dinner at my house and uh, the preference here is pasta. So I cook all kinds of pasta and uh, I like putting things on the oven. Uh, So I I think one of the things that people say I make it like a very good one is lasagna. Cool. So do you make any adaptations to make your lasagna sound or... uh taste a little more Brazilian or you go full Italian? Um, I think I go full fat since I put everything that I can on it so I normally use the the, the meat but I also use sausages and bacon together so uh, it is a a, a really uh, full lasagna. Oh my God! So it's so it's really Brazilian then. Yeah, it's a mix of lots of things. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> I uh, last episode we were talking about um, culinary culture shock, and nice. we talked uh, we talked to Mina 
Mina is from Iran, and she said that uh, one of the things that she uh, felt most impressed with Brazilian food in, uh, in relation to Brazilian food was the size of the portions and how big they are and how there are many, many different ingredients and lots of things in one particular dish. So Yes, like pizza, right? People always exactly. talk about pizza in Brazil, which is quite different. I, I My lasagna, it's like that. It's like a mix of things and it's pretty big. We like eating whole pieces of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so... I, I think Mina would say the same about the lasagna. <laughs> Great. And you mentioned um, food from the Northeast. Do you have any other uh, dish from other parts of Brazil that you really, really enjoy eating? Um, I have to say that I, I, I have been eating lots of pão de queijo lately. Mm -hmm. uh, it's my preference when I go to... to when I'm traveling, when I'm on the road, for example, and we can eat like coxinha or pão de queijo, I will always choose pão de queijo. So, uh, and, and I love uh, the, this part of Brazil. I love going to, to Minas Gerais. So pão de queijo is one of my favorite uh, food to eat from these places. Amazing. Yeah, I, I, for me, I, I really enjoy food from Minas. It's, you know, those homemade food that, that, I don't know, it reminds me of my, my family, family reunions, you know, family meetings, and it's a lot of food. And in Minas, they are usually very cheap, so we eat a lot. So, yes, yeah. we have this feeling of home when we go to, it, it's like our home far from home. Exactly, exactly it. And there's also... Doce de leite, right? Of course. Which and, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna call doce de leite because it's not caramel and it's not no. dulce de leche like the not Argentinian the one, right? It's doce de leite from Brazil, which yes. I love. Of course, the Argentinian is good, the Uruguayan is good, but Brazilian doce de leite? It's mm -hmm. quite different. Yeah. I what guess. is Nutella next to Brazil Brazilian doce de leite? Uh, yeah, I, I totally think, and, and maybe I'll get beaten after that, but I think Nutella is overrated. Mm -hmm. And if I could, I would eat doce, doce de leite like every day instead of Nutella. I, I have exactly the same opinion, Pedro. I think it's very, very overrated and we should we should appreciate doce de leite more. Doce de leite and paçoquinha. Mm, and if you mix them together? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Paçoquinha was something that uh, when I lived abroad, I asked my sisters to, to, to bring me, you know. I asked them to to hide, uh, you know, packages of paçoquinha in their suitcases so they could take paçoquinhas to me when I was living abroad because I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, see people during Festa Juninas eating paçoquinha and not yeah. have them. So Yeah, uh, at our house, we also like paçoquinha a lot. We are always buying it. It's like a... When you are kind of hungry and you need to wait for lunch, you eat a paçoquinha and you're happy. So. <laughs> exactly. 
it's it's the perfect size for a, 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 a you know a small dessert don't feel guilty you can take them everywhere Maybe. exactly We are talking a lot about things that we love, but is there anything about Brazilian food that you definitely don't like, Pedro? Um, yes, I, I don't eat lots of things because uh, I am a picky eater. I don't eat fish, for example, there are lots of vegetables that I don't eat, but there is something that uh, Brazilian likes uh, using a lot, which is coconut. And I hate coconut. I like the flavor of it, but I really can't chew it. So I, I hate having to chew coconut in the middle of things. So that's one of the things that I hate the most. This is... This is... Yeah, for me, it's, <laughs> it's hard to hear. <laughs> yeah. Because... <laughs> I really, really like coconut, but but I understand. I understand. I I, I have uh, seen people uh, saying the same thing that okay, the flavor is okay. The problem is the texture and chewing it. I understand. Uh -huh. Yeah, but I I can't really say something that I don't like about Brazilian food. You know, I kind of eat everything. I don't remember anything that I say. Ew. So. Yeah. yeah, with no food restrictions or no things that you don't like, I think mm -hmm. Brazilian food uh, is there for everybody. So there is lots of things you can choose from. So I, I, it's pretty diverse. Exactly. What about Brazilian desserts? This is something that is a little controversial because lots of foreigners say that ah, Brazilian desserts, they are too heavy, they are too sweet. Uh, how do you feel about Brazilian desserts? Mm, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what we can consider a Brazilian dessert, but I love cakes. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, But I don't like... Sometimes I, I want to eat those uh, very... You know, decorated cakes with mm -hmm. uh, cream and, and uh, filled with lots of things. But uh, I love uh, the old coffee cake, the one that you can eat for breakfast. Just mm -hmm. the, the flavor of uh, whatever you put in that. So uh, I eat that kind of cake even for dessert. So if I have to choose a dessert, I would go for that, even though it's not exactly considered a dessert i understand yeah some 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 foreigners complain about brigadeiro they say ah this is it's too sweet it's too fat but i like it a lot yeah me too i love brigadeiro i, I don't know in my house we don't have brigadeiro as dessert as well it's more of a we want to eat something sweet so let's make it <laughs> kind of thing, but I love Brigadeiro and we usually eat the whole thing 
uh, mm-hmm. in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, brigadeiro for me is comfort food. When I'm yeah. feeling uh, when I'm feeling bad, I go for brigadeiro, you know? I I make some brigadeiro to calm down and breathe and you know take some time to think and so for me it's the 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 definition of comfort food yes i i think the sweetness of it makes it comfort sometimes you just have to eat something sweet and and brigadeiro mm-hmm. it's just that with lots of chocolate so and it's uh, easy you, to make yeah you eat it with a spoon you don't have to like uh, mm-hmm. roll it in, in balls or anything like people do for parties but we can just eat it from the pan amazing now it's time for how do you say the part of our show in which we ask each other vocabulary questions related to the conversation we have just had So, Pedro, you mentioned that Nutella is something that is overrated. Overrated. What do you mean? Mm, yes, Camila, I think Nutella is overrated because lots of people think it's a good thing. People say lots of good things about it. Uh, people are always praising Nutella, but I don't believe it's that much. I believe... Nutella, it's just a simple flavor, not something that you can really praise it. So when it's overrated, it's like uh, uh, people like it more than than they should. Than they should, yes. Totally agree. Makes sense. Now, you also mentioned that uh, food from Minas Gerais, they are homemade food what do you mean by that so when something is homemade we make we prepare at home with all the traditional you know traditional techniques uh fresh ingredients so when something is homemade we make them themselves at home with uh, our own hands That's nice. And Pedro, when we were talking about brigadeiro, you said that it's something that we can eat straight from the pan. What do you mean? Ah, yes. Uh, if you get your pan, P-A-N, okay, uh, it's what you use to prepare the dishes. You put it on your stove. And uh, brigadeiro is the kind of food that you eat straight from the pan. You just get a spoon. And you get brigadeiro directly from the pen. Great. And uh, how about comfort food, Camila? What were you meaning when you said comfort food? Mm, Comfort food is food that we usually eat to feel good. You know? Uh, Food that reminds us of good times, of pleasant situations, and we usually try to eat them to raise our spirits, to make us feel better. So this is comfort food. That's nice. Like the food from Minas Gerais, the homemade food can be comfort food. Yes, exactly. 
And if you haven't heard these terms in our conversation, you may listen to this episode again and try to spot them all. This is Our Voices, where your voice matters just as much as ours. At Cultura Inglesa, we believe in creating a community where everyone's thoughts and opinions are valued, which is why we are thrilled to introduce speeches from the 8th edition of Your Voice, our public speaking contest, into our show. Last year's theme was We Expect Too Much From Our Heroes, and this week, We will listen to Maria Eduarda Barreto and Isadora Ordini. Hello, everybody. My name is Maria Eduarda, and today I'll be talking about how we expect too much from our heroes. But first, what is a hero? For me, a hero is someone who does good things for society and inspires people to be better. As you know, everyone has a hero. It can be your idol, your mom, a comic superhero, you name it. We admire and love them so dearly that sometimes we forget that they are humans too. They're capable of making mistakes. We put too much expectation and faith that we make them carry a huge burden only because of their achievements platform, all the good things that they did, all the people that they inspired. For example, imagine you're the biggest Ellen DeGeneres fan, only to find out that she treats people out of her circle in a bad way. Would you be okay with the idea of meeting her and having her treating you badly? I don't think so. Moving on, society puts their heroes on a pedestal. And just like when we get our heads down for a test and still fail, we get frustrated when we create a whole extraordinary personality for our heroes. So when your hero messes up a little, try to understand, try to be on their shoes and think, would I proceed the same way? On the other hand, if your hero does something that has a huge negative impact on society and does not apologize, you cannot be silent, speak up. After all, they owe you nothing. In fact, sometimes they don't even know who you are. So. I'd like to finish by saying that we cannot expect too much from our heroes. They're humans too. They can be big headed. They can be rude people sometimes. They can have bad days. Who knows? So try to admire your hero without defying it. Because in the end of the day, they're not only heroes, but people. Thank you very much. I do not like heroes. They make too much noise in the world. The more radiant their glory, the more odious they are. As once said Voltaire. That sounds a little harsh, right? But he's not completely wrong. The word hero comes from Greek heros, and it means protector, defender. Once, this word was mainly used to refer to the mythological heroes, demigods, children of mortals and gods who performed heroic acts. A few examples of these heroes are Heracles, Achilles, Perseus, Orpheus, and if you look apart from mythology, even Jesus. 
But the idea we have of heroes now is different from then. A hero is a person you admire, that inspires you, and that you aspire to be like. When I first heard of the theme, I asked my best friend who her hero was. At first, she said she didn't have any, but after giving it some thought, corrected herself and responded her favorite writer, Sylvia Plath. Now, Sylvia is also one of my favorite writers, and her books mean a lot to me, but she was suicidal. She attempted against her life several times until she succeeded. I guess what I'm trying to say is, while achievements can be legendary or heroic, the person behind them is always human, with faults and weaknesses. But we as a society seem to have difficulty in dividing a person from what they achieve. We idolize our heroes without the recognition of their humanity. When you hold someone to such a high level of respect and put them on a pedestal, we're bound to seeing their realizations, not their shortcomings. In a way, we have invented the heroism of our heroes. The burden of our illusions must also be ours. Thank you. Wasn't that great? Way to go, girls! Would you like to be part of your voice? So stay tuned to Cultura Inglesa podcast and we will let you know when this year's edition submissions begin. Well, all this talk about food make me hungry. I hope you've enjoyed listening along and that you could get hungry for our amazing Brazilian food traditions. Next week, we'll be talking about international cuisine. Stay tuned to listen to our stories, follow us on Instagram, comment and tag us at @culturaingleseoficial. Once again, thank you very much, Pedro. Thank you, Camila, for inviting me and for the lovely talk. And see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for new chapters of the Cultura Inglesa podcast. <laughs>